The next segment that we're going to be doing in the glossary series is Ahava Zuta, which can alternatively be called Ahava Kirish Payesh. I'm not sure if these two ideas are always the same. It's conceivable that it can be an Ahava Zuta, which is not Kirish Payesh, and it's certainly conceivable that there's Madregis and Ishpayesh, which are higher than Ahava Zuta. But it seems to me that the expressions uh, frequently co-join, are used together. The words Ava Zuta means a lower love, a, a lesser love, a lower love. Ava Kadish Payesh literally means like fire attached to red hot coals. So there is a specific connotation in the words Ava Kadish Payesh that connote that there is light, flames, which is what Ava is, but there's also uh, intensity, there's also quality to this love which makes it sustainable, which is represented by heat. And that's the metaphor of fire attached to coal, right? Fire is very fleeting. If you burn a piece of paper, it's come and goes very easily. That's a very superficial fire, and it's a metaphor for a very superficial love, which would be called his lavos or his poilos. But Rishpayesh can note that there is heat attached to the flame, which gives it an integrity and an intensity. But classically, Ava Kedish is also an Ava Zuta. It's a lower love. Like I said, it's possible that you would use the term Zerish for higher loves, but if I understand it correctly, classically you associate Ava Kedish with Ava Zuta. In other words, there's a lot of levels in Ava Kedish but we use the term typically when associated with Ava Zuta. This is a love for God that basically comes from the mind, as opposed to a love for God that comes from the soul. The, the real difference between a finite love and an infinite love is the source in the heart. If the love comes from the heart, which is motivated by the mind, since the mind is limited, the mind's ability to understand is limited, the mind's ability to relate to material outside of itself is contained, so the love would equally be contained, as opposed to a love which comes from the neshama, which comes from the soul, the soul is infinite, and therefore uh, the love would accordingly have the possibility of having no limits, going beyond the limitations of the mind. What this means very simply is that the way God Almighty made people, the emotions of the heart can be triggered by the by the mind. We, we learn things either from books or from observation, we process them and we draw certain conclusions, intellectual conclusions, such as you look at the world and you see the necessity for a creator. For, moreover, you not only see the necessity for, of a creator, you see that the creator has purpose and those intellectual ideas can create certain feelings of the heart. And the rule is that when a person uses his mind to observe God and then his heart responds to what his mind understands, the emotions of the heart, at least on one level, will not exceed what the mind understands. So since the mind is understanding God from the world, that understanding is limited and therefore the emotional responses that are going to be a reaction to that understanding are also going to be 
limited, contained within the heart. They're going to be, if you will, reasonable emotions. But one of the ideas that Hasidus talks about a lot is that this process of using the mind to arouse the heart uh, can have two basic possibilities. One possibility is that a person is using his mind to arouse his heart and what he's really arousing is his natural emotions, his what's called avativis, which we're going to get to later, Mitzvah Hashem. In other words, he's using his mind to get his personality to respond in kind. Another possibility is that using his mind to arouse his heart, even if it goes against his personality, he's using his mind to arouse his heart in ways that are, that are opposite the tendency of the personality of the person, which would be called an ava sikhlis, a love which is based on intellect. But even the latter case, even if a person is using his mind to arouse his heart, not simply to trigger his personality's tendencies towards feelings, but to create original feelings based on the creativity of the mind, it's also possible that those emotions would be limited because they're triggered by the mind. That's one idea about Ava Zuta or Ava Kinnish And then there's another. And that is that what one contemplates intellectually affects the nature of the kind of emotions they're going to elicit and arouse. What that means is this. When a person thinks about Hashem, and the purpose of us thinking about Hashem, as it's described already in the Rambam, you have to have a knowledge of God, and you have to think about God to create feelings for God. In that process of thinking about God to create emotions in your heart, there's a variety of different levels. You could think about Hashem within the parameters of what the world is. And you could think about Hashem outside the parameters of what the world is. And the principal argument is, this is made in Tanya chapter 43, that one, what one chooses to contemplate will affect the quality and the nature of the love. In other words, if a person thinks about God from the point of view of what the creation is, most simply, as the soul fills the body, God fills the world, so you're thinking about Hashem as the one who gives life to the world. When you're thinking about Hashem as He who gives life to the world, the focus is not on Hashem, it's on the world. Or to say it more personally, the focus is not on Hashem, it's what Hashem does for me. That contemplation is legitimate, it's Avodah Hashem, and the emotional response would be Avas Hashem, but it's really subjective, it's almost selfish. I'm thinking about Hashem in as much as what Hashem does for me, and I'm responding to that understanding based on how it serves and benefits me. That's, that's a simple understanding of a lower ava, where I love Hashem for what Hashem does for me. And to be sure and to be honest, we wish we could have that kind of feeling towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu, simply to look at what Hashem does for us from the world and to have gratitude towards Him and to feel emotion. So the reason the love is limited is based on two criteria. Number one, I'm developing feelings of Hashem th from my mind to my heart. And since my mind is limited, my emotional responses are going to be limited. Number two, and this is equally important, I'm thinking about Hashem within the parameters of what the world is. Because there are higher possibilities. I can think of Hashem on a level where the world is insignificant. Or I think about Hashem where there's no world altogether. Those kinds of contemplations can create much higher levels of Ava within a person.
which would not come from the mind. They would actually come from the soul, as we're going to explain in subsequent segments. It's important for me to add something which I was remiss about. And that is that Ava Zuta, Ava Kirish could also be called Ava Soylem. Ava Soylem means a love for God that comes from world, or a worldly love for God. Which means, to me there is a world, because to me I exist. And I'm not on the level where I can realistically relate to the idea of Ined Malvade, that there is no God, and there's no, there's no world, and there's no me. There is a world, and there is me. And my love for Hashem is based on what the world is, that Hashem sustains the world, and gives life to the world, and sustains me, and gives life to me, and I love Him, and I'm grateful to Him for that. So we're going to just take the position that Ava Salem is the same as Ava Zuta and Ava Kiddush Bayesh, although certainly there are differences between each of these three, otherwise there wouldn't be three different terms.